ask if I die tomorrow. I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds and sit no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. I'm not ready. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome what's back. Up, what's up, the what's boys up? are back. Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year. First episode of the New <laughs> that's Year. Right. That's right. At a week hiatus, but we are back in it to win it. So feel like... needed. I don't even. I don't even feel like it felt like a full break because we all had other shit going on. But it was always nice. busy. Always busy. Yeah. Which we're gonna leave with that one announcement of how busy we were because we got announcements because we're gonna do that because it's fun announcements and as you say like yeah we wish we had uh, did that extra week off because we were still busy because oh, um man. I'll let you do that announcement law. Oh so yeah I, I wasn't even watching I was I looked away for like two seconds. So yeah, uh, this Saturday is not only my birthday, but it's the day that To the Boy that grew up, my first book drops. Uh, I found out that I, I got the like, copyright approved and all that other fun stuff. So not only was I already doing a you know subathon Twitch stream you know kind of thing on Saturday, but it's also the day I released my book. I have uh, pre-sales going on now for the digital copy I just got. Uh, order in from somebody uh one of my mom's uh, old co-workers shout out to you um and then yeah we're dropping the physical copies also on saturday so it should be a good time well, i'm well, super excited congratulations friendo thank there you there you go see look we're busy behind is, the scenes uh, in front of the scenes all the scenes left 15, right right left. 15 poems uh 15 photos uh that i've curated over the last however many years also also um all of the prints except for two one is a wedding photo of uh two of my best friends and then a baby photo of myself nobody wants a print of that um those two aren't available in the print shop but every other print plus more i have like 32 i think or more prints in my print shop available right now if you want a print of baby law please say um baby law in the chat Go no, ahead nope. in the comments. Just nope. do it. No, no. Just do it. Like and subscribe. You're not no, gonna I... get it. Like also no. to what is, what is this? The Facebook 30 year challenge? Like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> the the 10 year challenge. I was like, the only difference is that my cheeks are like what? I'm not I don't have the fat cheeks anymore. But um announcements with this too is that if you guys missed it, um, I believe you could go back to the Twitch channel. We yeah. were on the amazing pong, the mighty pong's Twitch channel on the Sin Shop. And um, if you missed it. You missed a mean old fashioned, smoked old fashioned, made by the one, the only tone from across the hall. Oh man, we got that. It was, it It was, uh, it was a very, very good conversation. Even after you left, brother, you left, and uh, the tone kept it going for a little bit longer. I'm sorry, from from ten thirty to like four to three in the morning or something. It was was a lot. I had Willow. Long time. I had Willow's graduation in the morning. Willow graduated from doggy class. She graduated Aww. from beginners, so she knows a little bit of tricks now. She's still a lovable pain in the ass. We love but you, Willow. But she doesn't listen to you. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't listen to me when Pepper's around. Oh, and every okay. time we walk, and every time we walk by your house, she want to go see Pepper. Oh, my ears were burning. Yes, yes. What's going on, Mom? <laughs> they're, they're burning because we're saying you're gonna be here for episode four because that seat is ready for you, bro. 
it is ready. better be watching it all right so that's enough with the announcements um other other than that if you guys have not been listening to the medusa's cascade i mean you're living under a rock somewhere so please go listen to the medusa's cascade at mbeon.com um again if you need me to spell it out that's i-n-b-e-o-n.com all right <clears throat> yes i love how i love how seabass cleared his throat <laughs> so that you could do the spoiler warning it is what it is, right? It is what it is. So, uh, as you all knew before we left for our official break and not the fake break that we gave you the you know the for the second last episode <laughs> of Hawkeye, um, we were coming back right before the new year with a wonderful surprise, which was the drop of episode one of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, and we now have two episodes that we're we'll being talking tonight. We're going to be talking about episode chapter 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 one, excuse me, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land, and chapter two, The Tribes of Tatooine. We'll be diving into both of these fantastic episodes. Really just given give given it all. Really getting to see what the sand people really are and not just cannon fodder from the original trilogy, not just people just not not just people for Anakin to kill in the prequel trilogy. Legit culture that we see, representation. I fucking loved it. My man Boba Fett climbed out of the Sarlacc pit. We all knew this. Pet Oswald called it in his uh in his in his I ramble know. from uh, from Parks and Recreation, and we get the twins, cousins of Jabba the Hutt showing up to throw some shit down. We are talking about it tonight. Happy New Year, Aurelas. I'm glad you're here with us, bringing in the new year. Throw in your comments. Throw in your theories. We're all here for it. And let's get to it talking Book of Boba. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to let you guys start let's this one. Get, I'm, I'm going to do something new this year. I'm going to take the bottom tone. You take the top. There you go. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Well, I guess let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about what everyone thought this was going to be, how Boba got out of the Sarlacc pit. What were your so, thoughts? So the, the way, so I, I'm not a big, um, cause that was what parks and recs. Or, yes. It was a, it was a parks and rec where he pretty much did what Disney did and right. combined the MCU and star Wars into a uh, filibuster. Okay. Yeah. So in that, I saw like I saw a bunch of it in uh, like on TikTok and a bunch of places where they were doing the side by side, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like that's awesome that they would like take that." I don't know if it was because of that or it was going to be a plan anyways, but who knows? I thought it was pretty awesome because um, like, I think the big thing was, you know, our first question like, "How did he get out?" You know, because it, it kind of raised that same question. Uh, like with um, Darth Maul, when Darth Maul died, or we saw him die in episode one, and then we, you know, all of a sudden see him come back later on in Rebels, I believe. Yes. Um, we're just like, oh shit. So, like, they're starting to do that a lot more with a lot of these characters. And, and for a long time, I think Boba Fett was a beloved character, but his, I think it was like his hype wasn't what the show, what the movies gave us. So, like, a lot of the, outside uh either books or lore or comics gave us that and now we're getting to see it live action and it's amazing because we're, he's actually living up to a lot of uh his namesake you know being the badass bounty hunter that he is and top of the fact that um you know we got all those hints from the mandalorian so we were already salivating going holy shit homeboy reprised his role like you know it's not third so it's it's amazing so far uh especially with that opening sequence where like oh He's a badass. This man is like, he's a survivor. So I was here for it. Yeah. 
I've seen inside of the digestive system of Snarlax. Um, Snarlax. I said Snarlax. What is that? A, a love child between a Snorlax and a Snarlax? Man, that, I don't Happy want New that. Year, Happy New Year, Vic. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy, um, New Year. Happy New Year. For me, this opening was really good. And I mean, I, I'll say this. It's like the episode um, does have a slow burn. And I feel it picks up in episode two. But we did get to see boba as a survivor that that's what he is and i kind of like that we're getting this period of after the events of mando and before the events of mando and it's kind of like um merging kind of together it, it it reminds me of the movie memento in a way but it's just it's it's not because memento was working together to get that midpoint and we know that that's not happening with this but it's it's just it's interesting to see this retelling um well, of this telling of what happened to Boba, who did not get as much airtime in the Star Wars uh, original trilogy and um, became the most popular character that fell down in a digestive system. But it was pretty interesting too, to see the stormtrooper there and how he yanked stormtroopers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They are. Listen, I, I am allowed multiple names to mess up and I will keep on. There we go. I don't think allowed is the way it goes. It says, listen, it's going <laughs> to it be. It is really my stick. That's it. It's not a Listen, stick. I'm not looking forward to it when we talk the new Game of Thrones series. So, you know, it is oh, what it listen, is. Listen, listen, I'll even do it now. Like, that's this is Larence, and then this is um Antonius. There, there we go. We're going to mess up names. <laughs> Larence? Wow. Okay. Anyway, we're done. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Uh, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done for you. He's done. All right. So, um, yeah, no, it was very cool to kind of to to see him rising up from the Starlight Pit and just kind of reflecting on all the shit that Boba went through uh, as a kid and you know being there when his father was killed and trying to take on this this mantle of being a bounty hunter and just being who he was in Empire, which was like he takes no shit from nobody, right. uh, and then kind of flipping it and rising back up and you see that and you're seeing it here you're seeing him rising up through the start to the start i'm just gonna say snarlack jesus the <laughs> yeah. starlack pit and juxtaposed goes to what he's trying to do um with him becoming the new the new leader of uh, the new you know ruler and it's they're really trying to do this between these two episodes of him coming back up and being with the sand people and then him trying to figure out how can he rule being just and fair and through honor as opposed to being sort of like a sleaze bag that Jabba was like a, a crime Lord. So the show's really, really diving in on this redemption, proving yourself sort of arc that we never really thought we were going to get from Boba. Uh, when we saw him in the Mandalorian, it was just cool to see Boba's back. Like we knew he was back, but it was like cool to see him back. And then he had the armor and then he did all the cool moves, but we were all kind of wondering what are we really going to do here because he took over, he went in and took over, you know, to, to replace Jabba. So it's a, it's a cool path. I don't know if, if anyone saw it kind of coming because of the way the expanded universe took Boba Fett and how the fandom took Boba Fett to be this greater, more badass of a character. And now we're getting some principles that we didn't know were there. And maybe they weren't there until he went through this trauma, which was in the Starlight pit. And then through the, through the proving himself that he got when he was with the uh, with the sand people. So so anyway, so you know we opened up with the Sarlacc pit and we kind of get a little bit extra. So we got season the end of season two with the Mandalorian. We get that little teaser of him showing up and killing Bib Fortuna and sitting on the throne. And we kind of start from there and we get him being dressed in his 
in his clothes and his armor, which was very, this is kind of a flex, really. It's pretty mm-hmm. dope. Um, and he also, goes we, down we see yeah. him in the, in the tank where like he's having yes. flashes of, of dreams, nightmares. We're not, we're not really sure. And he brings that up to, um, uh, why Finnick? Finnick. Yeah. And so, you know, we get him, we get him, we get, and we get his audience, everyone kind of giving him patronage until mm-hmm. we get to the uh, mayor's proxy in which it was more of a, Hey, we're expecting patronage from you, not you giving patronage to us. Mm-hmm. How do you, based off the two episodes we've seen so far, because I think we'll kind of just mix them both as we as we're going through it, as yeah. opposed to doing like episode one and two. How do you feel Bib Fortuna was being used, and then uh, as as Boba came into play, what the mayor's expectation of him was? I kind of like the fact that it, it it just showed that Bib Fortuna was an opportunist. So with um, Jabba the Hutt um, just biting the dust, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to take over because it's like it, it, it was just very. And I don't think he was really well respected after Jabba the Hutt because of, um, you know, how the mayor is acting towards Boba Fett. And it's like, would he have acted that way towards Jabba? I don't think he would have um, or anything like that or talked to him in any way. So um, I don't believe Bib Fortuna actually had control. He was just sitting there keeping the throne warm for Bubba. Boba. Yeah, I, I think like it was funny that whole like interaction between Boba and, and the mayor. First of all, like let's let's go back because I know there's a lot of um, people who are like, you know, Boba is just showing on his mask and, and, you know, like he's always walking around without a helmet, all this other stuff. But it's like, though he is a Mandalorian, he's not really a Mandalorian. Like he doesn't technically clock. is it right. Well, like he does a clone, also, but also also the whole if we're looking at the mask thing, too, that was literally just for 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 Din. Right. Yeah. That was his group in regards to you can only you only you can have the mask on. No person can see you without your right. mask. That was like that, you know, subsect of Mandalorians. When he meets the other Mandalorians in season two, they're all like, what are you doing? Take the yeah, mask off. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. like we see. So we see that where like he's just walking around the streets and even Fennec is like, what are you? And he's like, listen, I'm not going to I'm not here to show like uh I'm not here to like hide my face and you know, whatever the case is like, people are going to know who I am. And it's not like some random behind the suit. It's me. Um, you know, I'm going to lead with, uh, with respect, which I fucking fuck. What a line. What a fucking line. What a G. Um, but then you see like when he goes to the mayor after like that whole altercation with, uh, the assassination attempt and the mayor's like giving this, like, it wasn't me. Glad you brought him back. And I, I almost believe the mayor. Cause I feel like, like, what does he gain by killing Boba Fett? Like, he's just a guy. He knows that the criminal, like, uh, outfit of this, like, you know, city is run or or runs the city. You know, like he's just a face. He's just a figurehead. He makes sure you know things are you know dot the eyes and cross the t's. But like that, like that whole interaction was like, can I give you some advice? Can I? And I was just like, yo, he's either genuinely just like doesn't care and just knows that he he himself is cannon fodder and he's like yo you can kill me anytime you want or he's playing a very very dangerous game and i would love to see how that plays out 
Yeah, I I think the mayor is definitely playing a dangerous game. He's hedging his bets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I was reading online is that Bib Fortuna was kind of there just as a figurehead for the Huts up mm-hmm. until coincidentally when the twins show up, and it just happens to be that the twins and Boba are showing up at the same time. I, I you know I don't think the twins knew about Boba. They just showed up and they're like, "What's going on here? Who is uh, Omega a copy of?" Hmm, I don't remember. Yeah, well, I, I well, if you really think about it, um. I believe that the original clone is going to be Boba's father because um, they use his DNA Django. to kind of create Django Fett. So he really, because he was actually a Mandalorian, they used his um, DNA to actually create all those clones. So I feel like mm-hmm. the, if anyway, most of the clone stuff is going to be linked to Django Fett, and pretty much that's Boba's a uh, Boba's uh, extended family. Is that those are all his brothers and all that. Um, so Omega would definitely be linked somewhere towards him. That's she, what I she, feel. She, she is. So what they're saying, because she was in uh, um, Bad Batch, and that she's from she's from Django. I didn't finish Bad Batch, so that's kind of why I'm. I had to really had to do a quick look up. Um, so she's from Django. She's just the I guess a female strain of of Django is what they did for her. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of what the that's what the wikis are saying. But you know it'll be cool if we if we get if we get a a, a version a version of her in the in these live actions because Boba can have someone else because the clones are, you know, no longer, no longer here. He, mm-hmm. It's, it's just him. Well, I got a, also, I got a, I got a fun question. So we said like, this takes place around the same time as uh, the Mandalorian, <laughs> around the same time as the Mandalorian. So where does this take place in the universe again? Like uh, Mandalorian, I believe it's five years after Jedi. If I I recall, it's five years after Jedi. However, we I don't know if we have a timeline of when he gets out of the Starlight pit. Um, The the cruiser is long crashed and looks like a lot of sand came over it. So Mm -hmm. once I I would give it I mean, they even say um, I I wouldn't they even say it takes like 500 years or so to get digested by the by the Starlight. Yeah, because if you think about if you think about it, that that snow that that stormtrooper whose whose breath he took from was long dead. Mm-hmm. That stormtrooper was long dead. He had there was some acid burns on his armor, but they mm-hmm. talk about it. even like I think in Empire or Empire or Return, there's a line saying you're gonna fall and you're gonna be d- digesting in the Starlight Pit for like X amount of hundreds of years. Uh, I don't, yeah. Okay. So, but okay. I, I don't, I don't know how long he's been down there. Now, I, it's probably relatively early. I mean, you can you can live much longer without water than uh, without food than water. So, you mm-hmm. know, dependent if he was, if he had some sort of life support system in his suit, he's probably been able to stay there. He wakes up and gets yeah. his way out. So he, and then he's, you know, he's jacked Speaking of the suit. Know, the how do we like the new suit, by the way, or the, or the new kind of suit? Cause it's, it's the same base armor, but I think like the underneath, I think the, the, thing, the underneath the, yeah, they changed it to black. I think it pops out the green more. I like it. I'm yeah. Like, it I like, I like how it, it feels longer and it feels more flowy, you know, age mm-hmm. gets to you. Now I have a I have the question here. What is your so question, it was in episode two, and this got a lot of the comic fans excited because this is a new character that was introduced in the Marvel canon. Um, mm. that has made his way, Black Chrysanthemum, the Black Wookie, mm. that just like who's also been known in the comics who has worked with Boba before, mm-hmm. and then this and they worked hard to get this. I mean, this was just probably some of the best looking best looking Wookiee costume I've ever seen and like the facial expressions and everything. And do you guys also think that this is a backdoor to introduce um, 
Dr. Afra, who has been also tied with Black Chrysanthemum in the comics. So I'm not I'm not sure if they're going to bring in Dr. Afra. I think because you're bringing in um, there's a lot with Black Chrysanthemum that we don't know if we're going to get because he has that past relationship with Boba in the comics when Darth Vader had them working. And I don't even, and it seemed like they kind of gave themselves, they gave each other like an acknowledged look sort of like, uh, you know, I remember gave him a people's eyebrow, uh, but like, you know, I'm on the other side and I'll fuck you up, you know, that type of thing. Um, so I'm, but I think it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it more focused on their relationship and what they were doing. And we probably won't see the doctor until maybe what they do, um, with him and like how how what is he a real player in this universe is it more of a show up and he's gonna be here uh for the long run or is he there to just be like the main bad for <laughs> the, the huts since the huts ain't fighting you're not the the, the, the two, right. two ain't fighting nobody he's just their proxy to fight for them once once they come down to it because they're gonna fight mm-hmm. uh do you think he'll betray the huts if you pay him enough <laughs> yeah so i i feel like there's a lot of like the if the money's right and you know whatnot like morals can go out the window with a lot of those yeah guys. like black the whole thing with black Chrysanthemum is that he left he he left Kashi because he was a mad claw he went he purposely went to the pits he got metal etched into his bones on his arms and then he got got out of that became a bounty hunter was looking for a way to get back at the twins that brought him into the fighting pits it was like a hole to do like the dude is wild um so seeing where he so seeing where he's at now he has a run he has a run-in with kenobi that's why he has that scar along his eye uh that comes from a from a lightsaber uh that interaction that he had with him so the dude's seen some the dude's seen some so, shit, they, so. so so would we would we possibly see him in the kenobi show is, is the other question too so what I was looking up and when I was l- doing a little bit of research on him, I think the 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 time frame of when we're getting the Kenobi show and the time frame of when uh, BK and Kenobi met, it, they they miss each other mm, um, okay. because he was he was on tattoo. He was on Tatooine working for Jabba. Uh, he was working. He was working. He was working for Jabba and he was collecting moisture from the moisture farmers. Okay. As a tax, that was kind of the whole thing. And then he goes to um, Uncle Lars's farm, and Kenobi's like, "Get out of here, fuck off, bro." And then there's a whole storyline where he goes and takes Lars, thinking it's Kenobi, and that's a whole thing. And then they fight each other, and that's where the lightsaber scar goes across his eye. Um, but I don't, I don't think we're gonna. I, the speculation is that we're not gonna see him. Like to bring him into this show, and I think the next Star Wars show directly after after Boba is Kenobi. I think I may be. I may be off, but I think Kenobi's coming out this year. Although we haven't seen a trailer for it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, Super they, they did the whole thing with Disney showing off a lot of their stuff. Um, I'll Are look we up supposed Kenobi. to be getting Mando season three at all? Like, is that... I think we are. I don't think they closed the door on it. I mean, I think everyone still wants to see Jin's story or if it's Jin and, and Grogu. I'm not, but I, I mean, you can't just end it like that. Yeah, because like now because he has the dark saber, he is essentially the leader of the Mendos, no? Yeah, and I think that's the that would that would be the next storyline to go along is kind of finding his place along among the Mandalorians. And but, you have you know. Fisto who who still wants the saber from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but now we're we're going down the ta- we're going down the tangent of Mandalorian season three. <laughs> we're it back yeah. in talking Kenobi about talking sometime. About there's no official date, but 2022 is listed for. Yeah, so okay. I. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with BK. I kind of I'm, yeah. I'm hoping 
when we see him, uh, it's I don't you don't it hit, you need to see him through the, his actions. Like the comics, the people who read the comics know what he's capable of, but a lot of people are being introduced to him for the first time uh, Wednesday, past this past Wednesday, and I think right. actions for him are going to speak louder than some sort of interaction between the two of them. I'm sure we're going to see it, but even if we get maybe see, maybe even seeing the what are the twins going to do? Right? Are the twins going to go around sending him off to do stuff while Boba is still in control? Just to I, like kind of be like, hey, we're extorting you right now. This is what we're doing. You can see that Boba Fett can't protect you and see his actions and kind of realize that BK is not a dude to fuck with. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say this because of how popular BK is. Um, that by the end of the season, he's going to end up joining um, Boba in his quest of taking over Jabba's throne and the twins are going to be fooked. Um, and then I think, I think there's a bigger bad because when they said that, that, um, you know, you need permission to kill a hut, that there's a power above the huts. Like they're just, no, no, no. So there's no, problem. there's no, there's no, so there's no power above the huts. It's just that they have a council. Yeah. So think of, think of the mafia. That's exactly kind of what this is. You've got all the families, Right. And if you want to kill a made man of a certain family, you need to get permission of the family and give your cause. Otherwise, if you kill the main man, you're about to have a whole fucking gang Ar- army. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like that's a that's a whole to do which families do not want to have. And I think it's the same thing here with the huts that like they run. They're one of the big five crime, you know, families or whatever. Like it's like five, I believe. Um, Darth Maul, Darth Maul's organ syndicate is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to get permission from them to assassinate otherwise you're gonna they have so much power and clout that you that boba's gonna be on the run for the rest of his life and then at that point he can't even accomplish his goal which is to rule tatooine or with respect because you're gonna be on the run you're never gonna get any time to do anything good right so yeah so i I don't think it has to do with more i don't think it has to do with higher than the huts but people who are above the huts that above that are above the twins that's what i think it is because in, in that council of those families and that's and uh and we're gonna see how that uh hopefully we'll see more of it i mean i think what's really cool about this show too is that we're getting more of that of the uh underworld aspect of star wars that we don't really get a lot of like you hint at it in the original in the in the three trilogies and you get a you get a good taste of it in the books and you get a good taste of it in the games but for like the first time in some real content we get this underworld factor of Star Wars, which I think is really cool because, you know, Jabba the Hutt was a crime lord. He was a gang boss, and we wanted to yeah. see more of him. We only get to see him, you know, who's a Jabba Han Solo? the fact that we're getting a more expanded Star Wars universe that doesn't have to deal with the Skywalker family and Jedis and, and not, and like, you know, the, the Sith Order. Like, we're getting all these stories because there's so much lore and so many other things happening in this, you know, world that George Lucas, Lucas created that it's a disservice to not have all these like things, you know, be highlighted. Like, like when, once we get to like the sand people, like, Oh my God, like having a whole culture. And like, now we actually have um, like a known lore and principles and like all those things, like there's so much more meaning put to them. Like, yeah, it's so dope to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole, that whole sand, that whole that whole arc with him becoming one of them and being integrated into their group, you know, really fleshes out why Boba is the way we why he is when we see him in 
you see him in right. season two of Mando. Because he's not the same Boba that went into the Sarlacc pit at all. Exactly. Exactly. He was, you know, he, 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 and I, and I think it was just, it was, um, we saw it a little bit actually in Mandalorian season two in the first episode when Jin is working with them mm -hmm. uh, to fight the crate dragon. Cause like you don't, you know, episode uh, new hope. They're just there. Beware this. We're the sand people. They'll, they'll take you out. And they're just there as they're going to take out Luke. And just, even though they're, they're the indigenous of the planet, they're looked at as, as uh, villains in episode one, they're shooting at the pod racers because of trespassers in episode two, we see them as cannon fodder as Anakin kills them. And you don't, I didn't feel as bad for when he's killing the sand people, because we're meant to believe that the sand people are for lack of a better term, savages of Tatooine right. wrecking what the people of Tatooine were doing when, when in fact they're, they're not, they're the indigenous people. Yeah. And there's a, without understanding the culture and what they're up against and what their perspective is, uh, you then understand that what Anakin did was, that's why it led to the dark side. Right. You know, they, 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 you know, that's why it wasn't that he was just killing people, women and children and men of, of the sand people. It was, he's literally killing people with their own culture and their own views. And because no one understands them, they look at them as an opposition. Right. You know, so, this th it's it's crazy how like we're able to flesh out things that we saw in the past and kind of get different feelings for how things played out because of what we're seeing now x amount of years later yeah i think that was those were all missed opportunities at the time because again they were just making movies at the time so they weren't fleshing out characters and i think that's the smartest choice that they're doing now is that we're starting to see this universe flesh out with these shows um which i tell people is like you know you don't need to do a movie about everything. You can do a show and you, there's a lot of lore in star Wars. Like you pointed out, um, like you two pointed out, there is a lot of lore there. Um, and seeing, and even like, you know, that there are different, um, tribes of sand people that they have different beliefs and everything. Again, they have a system that they follow and all that. And, um, just how they integrated in, in um, Oh, in, and then how he was teaching them. I, I love the, the whole, I'm going to teach you guys how to ride a bike. And they were just messing that up. This guy kept falling off the bike, trying to jump. I mean, that whole train scene was awesome too with, with yeah. the sand people, but like it, it, it just shows Even like just outside of them, the bikes yeah. when they were like taking it apart. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, these are for you guys. Like, I want you guys to, Hey, it's bear. But like I was going to say is like a, if you really think about like, um, when you pointed out all, all the just just uh, stuff outside the Skywalker trilogies or just dealing with the Jedi, I feel like that's why Rogue One did so well, because mm -hmm. it was like the first in a way Star Wars, like outside the animations, but it was kind of like but the animation still dealt with like Jedi and everything. This didn't have any Jedi or anything like that. It was just, you know, the rebels versus the um you know the, the the empire we didn't have like a jedi or anything on the side the only thing they gave for fan service was the fact of darth vader on one side but that was at the very end it had nothing to do with the story yeah. it was just the fact that we saw this team and they went in there and they you know they all died um spoilers for any who see that but you know it's been a couple of years um and then now we're we saw the mandalorian how they've opened up this world now i mean we've only i mean we still deal with a little bit of the jedi with with Grogu, but now with Boba, we're getting that opening of the underbelly of the Star Wars universe. We're, we're seeing, um, and the set designs and the pieces look. Does this open up to see the other crime bosses or crime families? 
I think it does. I think it does because you've already had the syndicate mentioned like around with the train. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they go, you know, as well as they mentioned the syndicate and everything. Um, and so I think we're gonna see more of the crime families, more of tattooing. I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna be traveling off to any different worlds or anything. Um, because I feel like this is this is going to be the Star Wars Sopranos meets Western. I was gonna say, like, uh, because you've you've mentioned it before when we started doing Mando that the Mandalorian is a Western, where this does feel like a Sopranos. This feels like a very like crime, yeah. you know, crime uh, boss kind of kind of show. That's gonna be a very interesting take, considering like so many people who aren't quite used to that world from Star Wars, who are probably used to the, you know the the pod racing and the you know lightsaber battles and you know the the spaceship runs you know but i feel like it it it, it helps because if you look at it this way we're gonna we'll compare it like with uh, marvel like how marvel movies now like captain america um the second captain america movie went to so um not went to soldier yeah was it yeah Winter soldier wasn't a superhero movie it was a spy flick Right. And like what they're trying to do is Doctor Strange, like it's going to be um kind of like a horror flick in a way with elements of horror in it. And I kind of like that that you know we're getting beyond that superhero genre. I think that's what they're and I definitely with, with John Favreau, who's worked with Marvel, feel like that's what he's trying to do now with the Star Wars properties is to show that you know it can go beyond this world of Jedi, lightsabers, fighting, all that, because there's a lot that you can actually do with this world. You can do a whole show about smugglers. And it would probably do fantastic. I mean, they didn't do well with the Han Solo movie. I still um, blame marketing for that because there was really no real marketing. There were elements in the Han Solo movie. And plus also, too, you were messing with lore of a beloved character. But if you take, like, brand new people, throw them out there with the elements of Star Wars, like, oh, yeah, we use smugglers and all that, I think they would do pretty well. And they've already, like, and again, like, um, I think Boba has that slow burn because it's different, but as you see from episode one to episode two it was just there's a drastic experience and it has like this up um hill climb this up incline that's why i felt watching it yeah i mean it, the the show has to do uh has to set up why he is the way he is you know like it has to do because if we don't get that period between the starlight pit and now or even if it's just the half-assed uh big version of he gets out of the starlight pit and then um okay uh, he gets out of the... Hey, we got a raid coming in for, on Twitch. What's going on, Dime and crew? Oh, these what's are up? people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the discussion of Book uh, book of Boba Fett, Episodes 1 and 2. What's up, what's oh, up? okay. Because I saw I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Twitch thing. Yeah, what's going yeah. on, peeps? That's, that's it's all good. Um, yeah, so... Um, Shit! What I was about to say something, and I lost my whole track. You got raided. I got raided. I got the raid. I got. I got raid mine on my mind. That's what happened. Uh, you, know, you were I, saying I, without the context from. Yes. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. So without the context of what he went through, uh, mm. the show that the, his whole character perspective doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Um, like it, it, it felt all right in Mando because. He just shows up and we're like, cool, we're, we're here for it. And we see him fighting. We see the slave one. We see all the tech. I'm here for it. But we get, you know, this show is his show. Why is he the way he is? Why did Boba change? Why does he want to run the, why does he want to run Jabba's, why does he want to sit on Jabba's uh, throne? What can he do different that Jabba did it? And it wasn't until, you know, he goes through with the sand people and ruling with, with respect and pretty much the respect that he gave them is what kept him alive. 
uh, that he can do the same thing for Tatooine versus him getting out of the Starlight Pit and flying off and just going being a badass. Like, that's cool and all, but that's not going to make a really good show. That's old. To me, that's what old Star Wars is. Uh, that's what the prequel trilogy is. All flash and no, like, substance. You know, like, we knew the prequel trilogy was about how Darth Vader became Darth Vader, right? But there was, the, but that was, but that was it. Where, like, we now need these specific character-driven stories with, like, legit stuff that anybody, even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, someone can watch this and The Mandalorian and still enjoy it for what it is because it's a, jo- it's a genre piece. Mm-hmm. Anyone, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think Logan did it really well. Um, my wife's grandmother, she's not into m- m- comic book movies. She put on Logan. She was all in it because she loves action uh, action, bloody westerns, like that's her thing. You put on Logan, that's exactly what you get. He just happens to be a fucking mutant. Um, yeah. And I think that's the trend for Star Wars. Star Wars needs to be legit stories in the Star Wars universe and not just banking off the Star Wars name and expecting it to be something. And I think, unfortunate, that's what we got in the sequel trilogy and, and that's what we got in the prequel trilogy because even the originals, while they're very, they are of their time, they're still, there's still like a legit story there. It's still right. fun and it's still happening, but there's like a legit story there and you can critique them. But where I think, you know, the other two trilogies, uh, unfortunately, uh, failed. First thing first, hashtag um, nerds going to take over the Academy Awards. And also too, how did you guys feel when Boba bursted into that bar and beat the shit out of them bikers? <laughs> yo, yo. First of all, I love the fact that they gave him like a more dynamic because you can like easily see from the uh the clones to Django to um to Jin and announcing Boba like seeing Boba in the originals and then seeing him now and seeing how he got trained and like retrained how to fight is awesome because like for all sense purposes, it's not that he relied heavily on his gear, but that's like who he was. But now yeah. he's like with the, he's with the sand people, and he's just like, oh shit! Like I, he was like, I'm holding it, and just like nope, knocks it out of his hand. <laughs> he's like, oh, all right, I fucked up, my bad. Like I gotta, all right, let me get let me get back in. And you see him after that when he like really learns and embraces like you know this culture and, and like what they're trying to teach him, and it's so so dope that they're incorporating all this with him because it shows that growth like it's not you know like we've been saying this whole time seeing that change of a character but still keeping his core you know what i mean like what made him him from the original but now seeing him he's older he doesn't have the same you know affiliations or the same um the same level of like care for like a lot of the old shit he's like I want to do something new. I want to make a name for myself. I want to do like X, Y, and Z. He has an agenda and it lines up with what he's been through and what he's seen. And I think without like that fight, it was literally just like, I'm not with the shits. Like, let's do this. And he just like, he went to town. It was amazing. I'm here for it all day, every day. Yeah. And you know, one thing to add on to that fact is that uh, what I thought was real, there's two things that I noticed when mm. watching episode two when it came to the Sand People. I think we're going to spend a lot of this episode talking about the Sand People because, you know, they need the justice that is due. I think, I think right. we, we, episode uh, two was the biggest thing. It was just. Yeah. But like, it was the fact that the original products showcased the Sand People as aggressors in their own territory when in reality, they adopted a person into their group and they weren't prejudiced against him. 
mm. after they realized that you know he wasn't trying to do anything to them because you know you still gotta you still sus until you're not sus, right? Right. But the fact is that even at the end of the day, even after he killed that thing in episode one, they didn't just send him off. They didn't just free him and let him go die in the desert. They took him in. They made him a part of the group, right. really showing that there really could have been a uh, uh, an understanding between the citizens of Tatooine and the Sand People if effort was put in to understand yeah. their customs and what they were you know, what they were understanding, what their perspective was. And they really painted well just with that. Like, and I thought it was really just, maybe that, I don't know if that was the point, but I just thought it was really, um, it was a really cool way to really see that the, they, they really just flipped what our perspective of the sand people were. I love that interaction when he got, uh, when he got back and he lets the, the Tuscan child just be like, yeah, I did this, this, this and third. And everyone's like, oh, man, that's awesome. And he's just there, like, letting him, like, take it, whatever the case is. Because you know, like, he needs, he, needs, he needs a win. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a testament to, like, who Boba is, like, in that regard. But then you see that interaction from the leader who, like, just doesn't really say nothing, stands right next to him, and just hands him, you know, the water. And he's just like, respect. Yeah. And, like, I thought that scene was so well done. Because it really showed, like, all right, like you're not a bad dude, you know what I mean? And we we had you wrong in the beginning. Yeah. Also, too, I want to give a shout out that robots in the Star Wars universe have a lot of personality because that robot saw Boa come in the train. I was like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out!" And jumped right off the fucking train. <laughs> like, yo, like only in the Star Wars universe that the robots will be like, "Yo, fuck this shit." I know I'm normal. I'm out. <laughs> I almost guarantee that robot is going to make it back to the syndicate before uh the the uh other passengers or whatever the cases get there yeah and boba's gonna have some heat coming his way very, yeah. very soon yeah that i definitely thought that it wasn't just uh he let it go for comics it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna come back and uh bite him in the ass do uh, you know the time span between because we have the, that train scene and he leaves afterwards, like after, you know, uh, gets embraced with the culture and, and he gets uh, his new his new gear and gets the staff. When does that take place to Mandalorian? Do we know? I mean, it, it, has to be, it has to be there has to be some thing that gets him to go to where uh, uh, where Finnick is. I'm trying to remember what the reason was when Mando, when Mando went out because I remember Mando went out there with that young kid who was trying to make a name for himself mm. and then Finnick is trying to take him out he hits Finnick and then uh Boba finds her and I don't know if he's just doing like a regular search for the for the clan or mm. something had happened it, it you know it could also be that the ramifications of what Boba's trying to do for the group for the sand people ends up getting ends up unfortunately killing them and then that's the drive that leads him to take over this, take over Jabba's seat to be like, if I can't do this with these people, then I need to go higher up and do it from, do it from yeah. the, from the top a position down. of power. Yeah. Because like, exactly. Because if, if you look at the previews, there's still a couple of things that still have not happened. Like the, the blue girl that comes in on the bike and all that. Um, we've yeah. already seen the bikers get their asses handed to them. We don't know if that's going to have any ramifications or who they were working with. Because we saw that when he first saw these bikers in episode one, they were pillaging someone's house and pretty much bounced. Um, so we see what it he almost felt like they were pillaging like a specific house. Like I was like, is that? No, like, I didn't. 
It, it, it had nothing to do with the house. A, it looked like just a regular moisture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moisture farmer. I don't think it I was like, it like, yeah. come on, that's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how all their, that, that, that's, that's the real estate that you have out there. That's the house. You get, you get a couple of rocks, yeah. uh, dug under the sand. Yeah, you, get, you get like a whole underground system. It makes no sense. You get the little dome and you got the whole thing going on. Um, by your house of tattooing. Exactly. So there was, so there's one more thing I want to touch on. And then I think we definitely need to talk about the train scene. Um, but we were, you know, we're, we're talking about the fact that we haven't gotten, we're not getting a lot of like the lightsaber stuff and the the force and how it's, how the force and lightsabers are really just a treat at this point, especially in the Mandalorian. But when I'm, when I watched when, after he got the tree trunk for his gaffy stick, right? And he, like you saw him, I saw him bring the tree trunk. I'm like, oh shit, that's how he's going to make his gaffy stick. I'm like, this is very cool. It's a rite of passage. Cause I always knew that each of the gaffy sticks were individualized to each of the sand people. Like it's yours. You don't mm. like, this is your identity, this thing. No. Um, and we get to see it, but I immediately thought to the process of when a Padawan makes their own lightsaber. Just because, uh, because you're making, yeah. you, you still are a part of that craft process. Like you're still <laughs> making it. You're getting the crystals. You're putting it together. You're making your lightsaber your own. And then in this, there's a person who makes the gaffy sticks, but he's just there to make sure you don't fuck it up. Like you're, you're doing it. You're going in with all the carving tools, and you're doing, and you're making it, and you're making it your own. And not everyone's is gonna be the same. And I, I really thought that there's really just something to creating your the tool of your choice, the tool that you're that's going to associate yourself with it. When it comes to Jedi's, it's the Force, but really, it's that fucking lightsaber. And and we we get that with the Sand People that for them to becoming of age to become, uh, I don't know if it's a male female thing because they don't you don't they don't really talk about that, but to become a person of right in the group, mm. you need to go through that pilgrimage to, to that tree to get a piece of it to then be to create your own gaffy stick to now become a contributing member of of that clan and also that whole sequence cool. like when he like had to do that was so dope mm-hmm. so dope I, I was like because at first it took me a second to realize what was happening and i was like oh they're sending him on, like the spiritual journey like like you have to go out do your thing and if you make it back you make it back but if you don't like it is what it is and, and i was like yeah, it was a lizard peyote. Yeah, yo, that lizard yeah. violated his nose. That's all I gotta say. Just yo, it just straight jumped up in there. I was like, dude, holy shit. I mean, hey, we can all relate, man, with those fucking cotton swabs, right? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> not the cotton swabs. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so far. Also, before we get into the train scene. Can we talk about like the the di- relationship dynamic with Fennec and with Boba? Like, how much are we loving this? I'm always down to see more Ming. Like, give me more of her, like all the time. But like, I didn't. Arela, Arela, you, you talking about the the lizard, the lizard peyote scene? I don't think any of us saw it coming. No, I, I I'm just like love, I'm like scared of lizards no, now. What was, what was hilarious was that he's like, I have a gift for you, and. Boba's like, all right, cool. And he's like, he's like, I'm thinking, oh, it's a gaffy stick. And he gives this little thing. It's a lizard. He's like, a lizard. Okay. <laughs> like, in, the most, in the most respectful way, because you know, if you go to a different culture and someone gives you something, you don't know what to do with it. You're gonna be very like, thank you so much. I'm I'm gonna take care of it, and like it's gonna be my thing. And then that thing just jumps into his fucking face. <laughs> I was start oh. walking up to people and giving them lizards, like, here you go, here's a lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> then Conyo. Oh, yes. it's a little pet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh I thought exactly. the same thing. I was like, "What is going on?" And then he goes on his his peyote trip, and he finds he finds the tree. You know that the the one all like where the hell is this tree? I don't know. Uh, the one off tree in Tatooine because I don't remember ever seeing a goddamn tree. And we've Not been watching ta- Tatooine's been like that day one planet, and <laughs> I, I haven't seen a tree. But you know, the sand people got got plans. You know, it's like doom. All, all I can imagine <laughs> is this: is imagine if that tree is on someone's uh, moisture farm, the one tree on someone's moisture farm, and he sees this high boba walking over there, just rubbing on his tree and taking the bread. He's like, Yo. Can you just imagine? Like, that same moisture farmer is looking and goes, oh, they sent someone out on their pilgrimage again. And he just doesn't care. At this he's point. like, he's like, all right. <laughs> he's, the, he's the one moisture farmer that's got, that's in cahoots with the sand people. You don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. You exactly. got to use this tree to create your gaffy sticks. Oh, you know, I'm God. just here collecting moisture, man. I'm not here. I'm not here for the vibes. I'm not here for the smoke. Mark <laughs> <laughs> just anywhere in the tree again. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to get back to the uh, Fennec. Fennec. Like, so we see, like, not only in that initial, like, um, assassination time, their synergy, like, even before when, um, when you see how much like she respects him and he respects her counsel and like you know that kind of thing but you see as soon as the fight broke out like how much there is energy and she's like get one uh, like alive and she's like bet i know the assignment goes and <laughs> sees both of them yeets the one dude off i was like i just needed one of y'all like yeah it is yeah. what it is but like do you do you think that it feels natural, like this natural progression from what we saw in Mando when we first saw her, and then now, like, you know, that's his right hand. Well, I mean, I, I think she, you know, in a way feels like, you know, I owe you my life because she was dead pretty much, and he went out there and he saved her, and you saw that in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. just their whole chemistry there. She's, like, all about, like, yeah, I owe this guy my life and shit like that. Um, And it just feels like she has this respect. Shout out to the actress because she's always playing badass characters. Like, she was Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now we have her as Fennec, and she is kicking ass, and she has voiced other characters as well as many people love that are always badasses. But, yeah, I feel like Fennec is Boba's right hand. That's it. She pretty much is like, fuck everyone else. I got your back. We're going to do this. And, I mean, she even questions him. She'll tell us some stuff like but She's like, you know what? All right, fine. You, you're the boss. She's she's like, yo, just show me who tell me who we're gonna fuck up and we're gonna fuck him up. That's it. Yeah. It's like I'll give you with the questions, but this- I mean, and what's cool too is like, cause you know, Boba wasn't like, I you you owe me my we owe me your life. She like she's with him for on a out of free will, right? Out of out of free will, based off what you know, based off what they've given us at what they've built Boba to be. She's out there out of free will just to, um, you know. She put Sammy to pull a rest. But, <laughs> but I think you know. like she she has like an open door policy. Like he's like, yo, like you don't have to stay here, but she chooses to stay there. Like you said. Yeah. Also, also, can we talk about that one assassin that um just really got overkill? He just like he's trying to climb the walls and just takes a rocket and that's it. Obliteration. Oh yeah, I mean, listen. Everyone's gonna like take that a was... rocket every once in a while. Bobo's also... got to flex and be like, "This ain't right, for show. right." I, that's the thing. I think Bobo was like, "Yo, 
I'm gonna let these people know who the fuck I am because y'all get, don't get it twisted. Y'all y'all think this is gonna yo, go down? I, Say I really I really felt like that. Yo, I'm too old for this shit moment. Fuck it. Boom. There you I go. I mean, you know, it's like, all right, you got way too many hits in with this stupid shield bullshit. All right, now yeah. I'm gonna you know, now I'm about to take out a that's take 100% out percent what it was. It was like, nah, we're not having this shit no more. Yeah, wait, wait. yeah. All, this, so me, all this so QC, like shield bullshit and this parkour nonsense. Yeah, that's just for the birds. You just tell get me, a, you're just getting a rocket and we call it a day. That yeah. scene was tell me you rolled a quit without telling me you rolled a quit. quit. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And what and what's funny too is that is that he's fighting all he's telling Finnick to go get to get the one alive. And he has a perfectly capable jetpack. And he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Finnick could go do the parkour stuff and she could go do whatever she needs to do. Uh, and she, I love she's when got, she's got age and beauty, like she's fine. Yeah, she got that. I love when they brought him back and like he didn't want to talk. And Phoenix just throwing, oh man, these guys suck. They're just did it for the name, but they're way too expensive. Like she's just throwing all the shade, and then mm. she's like, "Oh, all right, you don't you want to talk? All right, cool. Let's let's bring you to the Rancor." And then they drops, and the guy just starts talking and i'm like, that like rancor, a fucking canary i'm like that rancor's dead like what did they get something <laughs> you don't know else? that no but like the viewer were like that yeah. rancor died for a quick second i was like did they get the rancor like back like is there a new rancor like i i because i was like there's and then you just see my man was shitting yo. himself. He's like, yo, he's like, no, no. He was like, I'm not gonna it's like yo, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. Yeah. And then I was like, it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh man. man, that was a big flex. I love that it. That was great. Well, I man. told you once to take us away with the uh with the train. That train that yeah. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yo, a hundred percent that's that energy. Hundred percent. That was the energy. I'm not wasn't supposed to work today, fam. Come on. It's supposed to be easy, man. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. This could be quick bucks. Ugh. Oh man. Yeah. No. I wanted to, us to talk about the train sequence because I just think it was like one of the. It was a. It was just a really dope action sequence that, and we got the and and also like and it paid off because we got the action. Mo- we got the training montage because mm-hmm. you got to have a training montage for the <laughs> for the same people learning how to ride I and like, doing the jump between the two uh between the two the two rides and everything mm-hmm. so but like leading up to it and seeing how it's kind of reminding you of a of a western when they're going to rob a train mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and how they get on the train and they're running on top of it sliding between the sliding between the carts uh ripping guys out of the out of the uh out of out of the window and we got to talk about the one lead the one, the one, oh, oh my goodness he was a badass badass just she was just like she's like oh you guys go on top I, I got inside don't worry like like she flips in and then you see all all of the dudes just getting ripped out from under them and then yeah man like it was it was a really well done action se- scene that we that we uh it was really cool to see on on yeah. that end again yeah. like I don't think there was a blaster fired in that entire sequence and it was no. just awesome because you like mm. for a quick second you forget that you're watching Star Wars. You're just you're, yeah. You could have told me that was a scene from Dune, and I would have been like, "Oh, that shit's dope." It sounds believable. Yeah, that sounds that sounds legit. Like, like let's go for it. Like, yeah. You know, and I think that's just a testament to like again what they're doing, where they're like, "We don't need blasters. We don't need like troopers. We don't need any of this. Like, just give us like great story, and let's expand on the universe that has been here this whole time, but no one's been really utilizing it to its full capability." 
Yep. 100%. And I think this, yeah, we, we, we got a lot in that with the train scene. And I guess that like, like you pointed out that one uh, sand person, cause she was just that. And then the, the, uh, what was it? The robot was just like, Oh, they're getting up. Let me hit more power. Boom. It's like, Oh shit. <laughs> You're fucking people up on that shit now. But it was like, it was just a, a the way it was filmed. Um, and again, I, I feel bad for that one uh, sand person that had to keep jumping from bike to bike and kept fucking up. It was like, dude, or the one that hit the reverse by mistake on the bike. Ah, you know, everyone's got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you never hit the curb before you learn how to drive? Come on. <laughs> Roll over twice. You'll be all right. will hit the curb. Oh, <laughs> what? That was not us. That was not us. That was not us. I don't know what happened with Law. He just left. The the force was not strong with the he internet. Got, he got blipped. <laughs> That wasn't us. So, uh, yeah. So I guess. All right. So I guess we're gonna be rounding it up soon. But so, what do you think? So I think we have. He's connecting um, back. Yeah, he's coming back. Here he's coming go. back. He's in the green room. It's trying to connect. It's like, yeah, Law fell off the train. <laughs> Law fell off the train. Yo, yeah. I would promise you, I was closing a tab on my other uh, on my other thing, and it closed everything. And I was like, what is happening? All day ah, today, I just had good old fashioned alt shift X. You know, oh the key, the keystrokes you used when mom was walking in, was walking in when you're on the computer. Oh, my <laughs> I'll try and close this so I could bring up something else. And it was just like, nah, everything just go gone. But yeah. so I was like, yeah, cool. So uh, I said, fuck your internet. Right. That's said. So uh, what, was, what were we going to say here? Yes. So we have seven episodes. So we have five more episodes left to go in the series. What are you? Which is also like a to? very odd number. Cause like, I mean, we got seven or eight. I mean, I think Mando was Mando was like eight episodes. So I think mm-hmm. we, yeah, we get just so, a solid seven or eight. Um, are we only you know getting is, this first book, or are we getting more? I have I have no idea. They're probably going to see how the season goes before you know? they come. And knowing that what they're trying to set up, they probably already are signed off for second season, and they're just going to wait till later to announce it. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, one more episode left for the season, but we already signed off for season two coming out. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, also like the the other thing too. So before we sign off too, in regards to what we see in the future, um, there are there are the rumors that we are getting the Kira show. Yep, like there are rumors to that. So that's more underworld stuff Mm. coming into play. Okay, yeah, they just announced that. Yeah, this is just you know kicking the door in. Uh, I mean, you do a Boba Fett, but really, it's just to talk about this, the the criminal underground. I mean, shit. Even if we get like a Hut show or something happening, a No Hutta or any of these different like Nar Shada, like there's so many like underground planets, yeah. or even the underground in Coruscant. Like there's so many places we can go for the underground of Star Wars. That I mean, I think Listen. this is like the the, the are we first still supposed win. to be getting a oh. um a Ahsoka show or is that yeah, like, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, still yeah. it's still there it's all there they announced it Ahsoka show is definitely still happening I think that's probably going to jump into when we get Thrawn because she that's who she's looking for I think they she... casted someone as Thrawn already yeah I think that's the plan for him because I don't think it makes sense uh, for Thrawn to show up in Mando if Ahsoka's not if Ahsoka's not going to be in it right yeah yeah I think they I think they casted someone for Thrawn already I'm not sure but there's reported rumors don't know but um that's why I saw but um <clears throat> yeah, Amelia Clark is going to be both in Star Wars and Marvel. She gave up the HBO money for the Disney money. But well, she didn't really give up HBO money. She, just, yeah. she, she, she said she says I want to be part of good storytelling. She wants to be part of shows that have good good endings, you know, yes. and and solid character development that we don't throw onto a train. Then also can give you years and years and years of work. Yeah, <laughs> heel turn. 
dead in the next episode. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you you love to see it, you know. Yeah. That's probably why John Cena never did the heel turn. <laughs> and I can't see that man do a heel turn in his jean shorts. I mean, that's what Peacemaker's about, right? Like his 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 time to make a heel turn. <laughs> did that? Did that drop? Did Peacemaker drop? I think it did. I, I think it did. I think it but did. I'm not. I apparently, not apparently, it apparently, it has like good, pretty good reviews. But I'm, I'm gonna see it. I, 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 I'll, watch, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I, it's not gonna be a topic of discussion. <laughs> I don't listen, even know listen. that I have it's going to be a before, brief topic. Like, we'll see. We'll see. I, I liked him, but not enough for like for me to warrant him watching a show like about him. Like, I'm like I don't know. I mean, if Idris Elba was in it, like him and his character together would have been fun. Just the way they interact with each other. It's James. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Show about it. <laughs> same pong. Same. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Chris Pratt in there. Oh my god! No, no. <laughs> Moving forward. Moving forward, there we go. You go back into this, you, this is you why go, you this go is why you get pit. He went to the yeah. rancor pit. That's what happened. You get timeout. So what, uh, what do we have next? What are the theories essentially? Like yeah, where, like what? Yeah. This? So what? What do we think? We've got five episodes left. What are we thinking? We're gonna get uh in the last in the last five episodes. Let you come back in. I was I'm not touching anything. I, so it was, we had told bring you back at the same time. I know. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm a monster. But yeah. So, what are we thinking is going to happen in the last five episodes? Um, I think it's again, it's going to be more of a Boba establishing his hold over Jabba's empire. I don't think the twins are going to last long because I think the twins are going to be phased out this first season for a bigger bad um, in the syndicate. Um, and pretty much BK is going to end up joining Boba's side because I feel like him debuting on the show that second episode i don't think he's going to be one of those characters that they're going to throw away i feel like he because um again aside from those two dudes those two guards i was like oh listen we about that life we're going to be with you boba um he's going to be building his army and i feel like this is just samples of examples of people who is going to be joining his cause yeah i'm i'm pretty sure like the the twins are going to set up something i don't know if it's going to be a situation where you know i would i would i would love to see this if i if i was writing it the mayor uh sends out someone to uh basically kill the uh the two huts the twins and then that set up sets up the war between the huts and and uh boba and sees if uh who comes out on top mm. cuz essentially if the mayor doesn't like the huts but doesn't trust Boba enough for this, he can kill two birds with one stone by saying them and pitting them against each other. These are true facts. Boba's one man, but you know, like he's got he's got it in him to like want to take down an army. So I'm I'm here for that. These are as they say, actual factuals. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I am on the fence. So I do, I don't, I don't think BK is gonna join up with him. Um, I just think because from our understanding of the comic book lore, uh, his motivations tend to be trying to get after what's his and who's done anything to him. So mm. unless we know the huts are do have done something to him or have any sort of relationship to him, I, I don't see him joining Boba Fett. I do think there's going to be a fight between them. I think we're going to get some history between them. Um, and maybe even I look the other way or I go, but I don't see him. I just don't see him joining up just for the sake of joining up. He tends to be out for, uh, numero uno um 
and then I kind of I'm I'm hoping we get more we get more dialogue with the twins and what their what their plans are and what they plan to do in the in the city and on the the planet as a whole uh, for them to ultimately be killed um, in the in the end and then to maybe maybe Boba just trying to make Boba having to deal with his, de to deal with the politics of it all like he's got this righteousness of dealing with respect and treating people with respect but he's gonna have to deal with the politics of all if he's gonna want to play this game and see right. how he handles that so we are on our next segment is it is it ah all right hold on hold on i have stuff for this give me one momento uh all right so guys i am being plugged because my book hold on i'll actually share it da, 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 share screen uh let's pull okay so my book to the ah, there it goes to the boy that grew up uh 15 poems and 15 photos that i've taken over the course of however many years now it's been like 17 plus years with the poetry and six years i want to say going on with the photography is going to be available this upcoming saturday for my birthday i'm also doing a birthday stream and a subathon on twitch uh you can join me at twitch on uh twitch.tv backslash t-a-o-s by law my name as you guys know uh we'll be doing lots of giveaways and a whole bunch of other stuff and community things uh, join the Discord for more announcements and more fun along the way. Uh, the print shop is open. 13 out of the 15 prints uh, from the book are available on the print shop right now. So if you guys want to check that out, go to my Teespring store and go check out uh, that now. What are we doing? I think he's showing your stuff. Oh, there's like, so, there, you're still, there's so many there's like, so just, much he's trying, he's trying to help. He's trying to help, man. There's so much movement, but yeah, um, that, that's about it. Like, uh, my book is my first book is coming out. I say my first book because there I'm already working on my second book and, um, yeah, pre-orders for the book are available digitally right now. Uh, I think Seabass, you dropped the link, um, and the actual physical copy it will be available this Saturday. Um, all, all will be sold on Amazon. I know, I know. Uh, and yes, I have people asking me if they, I want to autograph them. I will autograph them. You just have to send it to me or get it to me somehow. And we'll figure about sending it back. But yes, I will autograph, which is a thing I never thought I'd say. By um, enough, we'll get them to book on. Get them to book on. I, I'm legit. I'm legit questioning if like, because I kind of know what the parameters are now for um, getting your book as a uh, bestseller on the like, New York Times bestseller list. And I'm like, I don't know if it could happen, but it'd be cool if it did. So that's where I'm at right now. But that's it. That's uh that's that's the plug. That's the I think How's it feel? You you got it. the plug. You got plugged Indeed. away. Indeed. I I don't know. Honestly, like um I I think like it hit me, but it hasn't like fully sunken in yet. Um and I don't think it will until Saturday. When I like see people just like I order mine, blah blah, blah the sign third because I I know a lot of people are saying that they are. I don't know that it won't hit me until like I actually see like the numbers and I'm like, oh, there's so many of you guys who are uh, interested in it. And I'm also like, 
as excited as I have been, and I, this is something I've been wanting since like my senior year of high school is to put out a book um, of my work. It's also one of those things where because it's so close to happening, I'm like kind of nervous because I'm like, oh shit, what if people don't like it? What are the, like, I don't know, this time third. Like, and I've shown people, like people have seen the manuscript, people have seen the photos like beforehand. And I know they're not blowing smoke up my ass. I would hope that they're not blowing smoke up my ass. But, like, yeah, it's all the nerves, all the jerks. I kind of just want it done. Like, I want Saturday here now so I can just, like, boom, publish. Guys, get your stuff. All that good fun jazz. So I'm hoping that all goes well and it's a good time. Um, like I said, it'll be a subathon. Um, I'm starting on Saturday. Uh, hopefully it ends before next Tuesday's nerds. Otherwise, we're doing a subathon and a nerd stream at the same time. Yeah, you love to see it. Fun. Yeah, I love to see it. Yeah, that's been another. That's been an episode. But also, thank you, Dime, for the uh, thank you, Dime, for the raid. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, one of my many like brothers in arms with poetry, with filmmaking, photography, and also now with Twitch. So shout out to Dime and the crew for coming through. And shout out to Pong, because that was a fun episode that we did with you on Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, there he goes, Gerald. Wow. Gerald, you got you got to get low on your show now, because book is dropping this Saturday. You better missed late, it, so you got to go watch the replay. Ever, I guess. <laughs> Spoil it all for you, Gerald. But uh, with that, this has been your boy, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. Peace. Enjoy. And beautiful bean footage. Three, two. Wait, 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 wait. What? Also, I, for I forgot to mention. So my uncle found our podcast. This is a professional podcast, people. Yeah. <laughs> but I know. I know. I know. I promise you. And, but, but it's something I forgot to tell you guys before because I was trying to tell you guys before. But, like, randomly, my uncle found us. So, like, we're getting out there. There you go. So be excited. Like 2022, we're going to just be out there. Everyone's going to find us and we're going to do big things. Sorry for all that. We're putting let's, our big boy pants let's, on. Let's, let's roll, let's roll the blue for you, Switch. Yeah, Gerald, Rockstars of 2022. We got you. Thank you.